Hey guys, welcome back to Real Sex Talk with Honey. I'm Honey, and it's Monday, May 1st. Welcome to May. I hope everybody had an enjoyable April. I can't believe it's May already. Wow, next month, we're halfway through 23. It's going by fast, guys. So, today I want to talk about an email that I received. I actually don't know when I received it. I think it was like three days ago. But I literally just went into my email right now and read it again. And um, rather than write him back, although I will drop him a little note after this, but I decided that I would answer him on my podcast since he does listen to my podcast. Um, and I really didn't have a, a topic, a specific topic to discuss today. So I will talk to Mark. That is the person who sent me the email. First, let me remind you, this is an adult-only podcast, so please be 18 or above. If not, do not proceed. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to get a hold of me, you can always email me, honeyshive62 at gmail.com. Honeyshive62 at gmail.com. You can tweet me as well at honeyshive. Just remember H U N N Y. All right, guys. So now I am not going to remember a verbatim everything that Mark said in his email. But I remember the gist of it, the most important part. So he is, um, he listens to my podcast and uh, he is currently not living with his wife. They're separated. And his main question revolves around their sexual activity prior to them breaking up. He said that he thought about it, and the last year, they had only had sex 15 or 20 times. I think that's what he said, 15 to 20 times. Um, which, you know, I mean, that's almost twice a month on the high end, which I, I guess for some people that could be considered good. Um, for Mark, it's not, uh, he does, he does say that he is, um, that he does have a high sex drive. He didn't indicate to me what that means as far as how often he would want to have sex in his marriage, but, but he did say he has a high sex drive. And his main question was that, um, he, he said his wife is in her mid fifties and he wondered if, since her sex drive is so much less in her mid-50s, if moving forward, if they got back together, moving forward, especially just, you know, getting older, would it get better or would it get worse? And my immediate response to that, that would be, Mark, it, that is hard to say. I mean, I guess if you statistically look at it, it's bound to get worse. But... Uh, if she were to, and I'm a big advocate of this, if she were to go to a 
um, a, a hormone doctor. And, and I don't suggest her regular GP or gynecologist because they don't typically offer hormone therapy uh, because a woman wants to get bioidenticals. She doesn't want to get synthetic hormones. And uh, MDs are very cautious about that, as they should be. Uh, synthetic hormones are not good for a woman. But a bioidentical drug, or excuse me, a bioidentical hormone therapy can be very good for a woman and it can um, rejuvenate her sex life, reinvigorate her sex life. So that's something that I am a big advocate of. But mm, the truth is probably most women aren't interested. And the men that I talk to and I suggest this to them, they say their wives will never do it. And the, of course, that's the wife's prerogative, but I, I will say that if she's not interested in doing um, uh, bioidentical uh, hormone therapy, then the odds of her becoming uh, reinvigorated sexually are very low. Um, it's more likely that she will continue to uh, lose her sex drive. And his his you know major complaint was always having to um, ask for sex. And the truth is, if her sex drive gets even lower, the odds are greater that when he does ask, he'll be rejected. So that does not bode well to, you know, to get back together and have a healthy marriage. Um, that might not be the answers, you know, that he was looking for, but that's all I've got. And again, you know, I am not a doctor and this is just my opinion. Uh, from talking to loads of people and, of course, having my own experiences being a 60-year-old woman who has, um, who does use bioidenticals. Uh, I know what it did for my life. Uh, now, I never got to a point that my sex drive dipped too much. Um, it, it may have dipped a little bit, but... I wasn't really affected so much by sexual desire or drive as I was in other things, sleep, um, just overall uh, feeling of happiness. You know, maybe there's some depression. Uh, menopause is not a great thing when women start going through it. Uh, peri, uh, in the middle of it, or post, none of it's good. And it's difficult to navigate those waters. And if you don't have a really healthy and strong marriage to begin with, it's going to be very difficult to um, survive that, at least survive it intact uh, as you were prior to menopause. So I strongly suggest, Mark, that if you uh, if you want to pursue a relationship, if you want to get back together with your wife, you sit down and you talk to her about bioidenticals. I would um, Google bioidentical hormone therapy and get that information uh, available or get that under your, what I'm trying to say, get that information before you sit down and talk to her. Be armed with that information before you sit down and talk to her. And, you know, be prepared. She may not agree. It's her choice. It's her body. Uh, but it's also your choice 
whether you want to, um, you know, get back together with her. If you want to live the rest of your life with someone who doesn't want to, um, you know, help themselves stay young. Some people don't want to help themselves stay young. Some people don't want to remain active. The, the truth is some people get into their 50s and decide, I'm tired, I'm over it. And especially women do tend to do this. Men can fall into this rut as well. But as soon as a, as soon as a young girl or, you know, that's stereotypical. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a young girl, but, but as soon as a, 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 a different woman catches his eye and makes him feel like somebody's interested, men usually perk right up. Women, on the other hand, do have a tendency to fall into a lifelong rut once they decide they've gone over the hill. <laughs> they, they get comfortable in that, in that place over the hill. They get very comfortable. They settle right into that second part of life. That includes, you know, probably um, crocheting and uh, grandchildren and, you know, tea. And <laughs> I'm being really stereotypical, but I'm just trying to make a point. Um, women can very easily slip into that, um, that part of their life. You know, all of a sudden, uh, they lose their figure and their they lose their hair <laughs> by choice. They cut it all off and um, let it go gray, and and they become very round and they lose they lose their identity. Uh, I don't know what it is about women that and men can do this as well. It's just you see it more often with women. It's almost like it's almost like it's a club. You know, oh, I've turned, I've turned 50 or I've turned 60. Now it's time to get that look, you know, that, that grandma look. Uh, it's really typical um, for a woman to do that. And if it's happening in your marriage, you just, you know, you need to take the bull by the horns. You need to arm yourself with information, good information. And you need to sit down and talk to your wife. And, you know, you need to tell her, look, you know, I get it. You are comfortable in this place, but I'm not, I am not ready to, for life to be over, you know, because I hear very often women give their husbands the speech, the speech, quote unquote, the speech that, um, Hey, you know, once we had fun and now we don't, that part of our life is over and it will never come back. This is where, who we are today. We're friends sex is off the table, it's over, not interested. And the crazy part to me is that, and if you guys listen to my podcast, you know, this is a pet peeve of mine. But the crazy part is that when the wife gives the husband this, this speech, she tells him he's done with sex too. You got it, buddy? It's over for you as well. Does he want it to be over? It doesn't matter. This is where we are. Sex is over. You will no longer have it. If you masturbate, I don't want to hear about it. Do not tell me. And do not even consider straying because I will cut your dick off. <laughs> and I think to myself, how can a woman do that? How can a woman just unilaterally make a decision that affects two people? And especially such a huge decision. Just to look at her husband and say, I've decided I don't want sex anymore. So I've decided you don't want it either. So 
Get ready, buddy. Condition yourself. No more. And if you would just stop masturbating altogether and just stop wanting sex, I would be very happy. We, we, will, we will live the rest of our life very happy together. And she expects him to comply. She expects him to fall right into line. And if he doesn't, you can bet they are going to have a massive problem. And I don't understand that. I don't understand how a person, I don't care what gender you are, I don't understand how a person thinks they can look at their partner and make that kind of decision for them and expect them to comply. Um, it's not realistic. It's not right. It, it That's not a partner, you know. Um and you shouldn't do it. So if 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 you've done that to somebody that you supposedly care about, you need to reevaluate your um, priorities and reevaluate your respect and love for the person. Because I I I'm I'm doubting you have any respect or love for that person. Um, at least not much. Because if you did, you wouldn't you wouldn't put that on them. You wouldn't do that to them. Uh, it's it's just not right. And Mark. Um, you have a decision to make. I think that you should approach, I mean, if, if your marriage was good and you want it back, you know, other than the fact that the sex was gone, I think that you need to sit down and have a talk with your, your wife, um, your estranged wife. You need to talk to her and you need to lay it on the line with her and you need to tell her sex is important to me. It, it is not something I'm willing to give up, give up at this point in my life. Um, and you need to be honest and you need to tell her that you're putting it at her feet. She, she can decide what she wants to do. Does she want you? And that includes working on your sex life or is she comfortable not having you and, and, um, you know, uh, being sexless for the rest of her life. That's her choice. And it's also your choice. Uh, what you do. So you need to talk to her. You need to sit down and talk to her. And if you, if she does decide that, which to me from your email, it sounds like, it sounds like it, you're, you are leaning towards believing this part of your life with your estranged wife is over and it's not going to come back. And so your next question was, do I believe that you'll be able to find a woman your own age? who has a sex drive to match your own. And, and um, I do believe that it's possible. To, do I think it's easy? No, no, I don't. Um, but there are a lot of people I talk to. I talk to folks every single day that are 50 plus and the majority of them have a high sex drive. Now that's in talking. Whether they truly do in, in, um, in, in real life, whether, you know, once they're with somebody like I meet a man, this is hypothetical. I, I meet a man, we start dating and we are just so compatible sexually. Um, I enjoy having a lot of sex. He enjoys having a lot of sex. Of course, we're just talking. We aren't having an active sexual relationship yet. So we're just talking and everything looks great. And we start having sex and it is great. We have, we have a lot of sex. Uh, we have sex three or four times a week. And when we're together, we have sex constantly. We're just like fucking bunnies. 
and it's amazing. And then after we're together for a month or two, things start changing. He's still, you know, he, I mean, I can only speak from that side, the man losing his interest because I, I just don't, I'm just, I'm not built that way. I have a high sex drive for real, but not everybody is honest about that with themselves or with you. So my, my point is, might you find somebody who says they have a high sex drive, but once you put it into practice, it, it's truly not. Um, I mean, they might think it is. They might think having sex twice a week is a high sex drive. And for the way they're living, maybe they're living sexless. Maybe that is a high sex drive for them. But for most people, and I think Mark probably falls in this category, um, a high sex drive to him means having sex daily or having sex at least multiple times a week. Um, that means more than three. Um, I, that's probably a safe bet. And some people just don't really know what their true sex drive is until they're in an active relationship with another person that has an actual high sex drive. Um, this can lead to very bad feelings on the part of both both people. The, the one who is not as highly motivated feels inadequate and like they can't deliver. And the one who has the higher sex drive feels unattractive, unwanted. Um, they feel like something's wrong with them. Uh, it can really mess with their self-esteem because this person has said that they, you know, that, that they have a high sex drive. And in the beginning, they probably did. And now they don't. It really messes with the person's head. So um, that's probably what you're going to run into. Unfortunately, Mark is more of that. It may take a while to meet somebody who truly has a high sex drive. And my only point in even talking about that, this is to say, you just don't know until you put it into practice. Sometimes people are misleading you and sometimes they just don't understand. They, they, they don't understand that, that in practice, they actually don't want sex four times a week. They're totally content with two. They're content with one. Um, and you're not. And that happens. And be, you need to be prepared for that. That happens. Uh, you could get lucky and meet somebody immediately who has the same sex drive as you. Um, but probably not. Probably not. Uh, I think it's probably more important. Um, I, I think probably what, what you're more, most likely to meet is somebody who has a, a healthy sex drive. Maybe once once you're in a committed relationship, they want to have sex a couple of times a week, like once or twice a week, and they're content. And I think that can work, even with someone with a, a high sex drive. I think it can work. I think that what matters, so this, this would be pre- pre-relationship, a lot of talking to find out if, if you're compatible in this way. I think that what's important is the person with the lower sex drive needs to make the higher sex drive person feel like even if we're, we're not having sex as much as you want, you're very desired. And, and this is me, not you. And 
And maybe there are even other things you can do. You know, maybe, especially if it's the man, but in, in Mark's case, it's not. It would be the woman. That's a little tricky because if a man has a lower sex drive in a relationship, he, as long as you're in a healthy relationship and he actually loves and cares and respects his partner and he knows her sex drive is higher, he could, there are things he can do. I mean, there are toys, there are bringing other people in. You could end up having, like what I've talked about, a stag and vixen relationship, or you could do a cuckold relationship if that interests you. But there are so many things that you could do that would satisfy your higher sex-drive partner. Um, and, and you wouldn't have to perform, per se, um, which I think that that, again, it depends on whether it's the man or the woman. Um, whether that will work or not. I don't think, I don't think women are mo more apt to want to do that for their partner. Unfortunately, women are more apt to say, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, it's just too bad that I don't want sex as much as you. Be happy you get it once a week and shut the fuck up. That's more a woman, um, a woman's reaction. Men, I think, I think even men who, maybe don't have a high sex drive or, or, or maybe they don't match their partner. I think they're still more apt to be willing to play um, and to, um, to do other things to satisfy their partner. But, you know, having said all that, and I should finish that thought, satisfy their partner without actually getting an erection and having a penetrative um, intercourse, you know, sex. Uh, but having said that, there are also plenty of men who have sex once or twice a week and the rest of the time just want to watch TV or, you know, snuggle. And it is just up to each individual to decide what works for them, you know? Um, and Mark, I think that you need to have that discussion with your wife. And then I think if you decide that that's not going to work and you, you pursue the divorce, then I think you need to approach dating very honestly. You need to listen to my podcast or we need to talk about um, an honest and open conversation regarding pre-dating um, conversations with, with women um, to try to find out what their sexual preferences are and if they're compatible to you, you can only know so much, as I have said. You can only know so much before you put it into practice. It's never going to be a perfect science. Never. Once you put it into practice, it's like all bets are off. Um, and it's like that with most anything in life. You think this is how you will react or act in a situation? You don't know until it actually happens. And it's the same with your sexual relationship. On paper, you discuss it and it sounds wonderful. And you both sound like you're just going to fuck like bunnies. And maybe you do for a week or two or a month. But then one of you, more than likely, gets comfortable, gets content, and things start changing. So... It is the way it is, but you can pre-game things. You can pre-game a relationship and you can, to the best of your ability, 
try and find out if you're sexually compatible. Maybe even, you know, number one, you got to be comfortable enough to talk about it before you actually become intimate. Um, and, and let's face it, guys and gals, if if you are that sexually open and um, uh, adventurous, you better be able to talk to somebody. If you can't talk to her or him about sex before you've had sex, before you've got exclusive in your relationship, before you've gotten intimate, if you can't have that conversation, if it makes them uncomfortable, that's a red flag. That person may not be for you. You, you need to keep looking. You need to find that person that it's comfortable to talk to them. You want them comfortable and open-minded enough to talk to you about sex. That doesn't mean you're going to be compatible, but it's a good starting place. You need to you need to talk about it, and you need to find out. So so you know, hey, here's this scenario. We've been we've been intimate for a month now. Uh, one of us gets a little comfortable and content. Um, I don't feel like having sex, and you still do. How do you handle that situation? Listen to what they say. Do they? Do they continue um, orally pleasuring you? Do they, do they um, fantasize with you? Do they, do they take any uh, interest in the fact that you're still horny, or do they just roll over and go to sleep? These are just you know, these are things you want to know. And again, you can all you can both say all the right stuff, and that is a, that is a good place to start. But that doesn't mean that once it's put into practice, and especially as time goes on, that things won't change. They probably will. And sure, you can sit back and say, hey, wait a minute, we talked about this before and you said this. Their answer is going to be, yeah, I know I did. And in theory, I thought I thought that was exactly what I wanted. But now that we're doing it, I realize I don't. What are you going to do? You can't crucify somebody over the fact that now that it's in practice, it's it's not the same as it was in theory. You can't. So you just have to make decisions. Are you going to roll with it? Are you going, you know, is this relationship so good in other ways that it is totally worth figuring out? Or is sex the only thing that matters to you? Is the sex so, so important that you're not, your needs are not being met to such a degree that the rest of the relationship's not worth it? Those are decisions you're going to have to make. And they need to be made early on and you need to be honest. Sex is a big part of a relationship and it can cause hurt feelings and it can cause a lot of problems and you don't want them. So honesty, open-mindedness, tolerance, understanding, those are all things you need to go into this with and you need to continue talking about things as you change and grow. And I think as long as you're willing to do that, I think you'll be okay. Even if your decision is you're not right for each other. Um, but, but, but I don't believe that. I mean, I'm of the opinion that if you're this, this couple that talks about things, keeps an open mind and has respect for each other and enough love for each other and care that um, you hear what the other person is saying and you have a healthy libido, I think you're going to work it out. I think it's going to be satisfactory. But hell, you know, what do I know? It's just my opinion, guys. I just feel like you need to talk about it. And I think that that's half the battle right there. So that's my advice, Mark. Talk to your wife. 
you need to get that out there. You need to you need to get that ball rolling. Because if you are going to have to be out there dating these 50-something-year-old women, um, you need to get that, that ball rolling. So stop procrastinating with your wife. Sit down and have a conversation with her. Get real. Look, your relationship, you're not even living together right now. So what's it going to hurt to sit down and talk honestly and openly about your sex life? And, and get to the nitty-gritty of it. Find out what her desires are. And if she has none and she's not willing to do anything to change that, then you need to amicably part ways. And you need to get your divorce. And you need to move on. And if you're not willing to do that, then you need to shut the hell up, accept your wife for who she is, and be happy. That's your choice. And isn't it wonderful that you have a choice? <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are my thoughts. I hope this has helped you, Mark. And seriously, Mark, if you have any other questions, you know how to get a hold of me. Just email me. We'll talk. I am happy to talk. Um, as you guys hear, I have a lot to say on this topic. Uh, I was in a 21-year marriage where... As Mark said, you get tired of initiating sex all the time, especially if you're going to be rejected or you're just going to have a fear of rejection. It is disheartening. It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel unattractive. Um, I've been there. It's not a place I ever want to be again. And I won't. I, I won't be there again. Nowadays, when I decide who I'm going to date... I have open and honest conversations about sex. And that's how it's going to remain. I always will. And my pick for a relationship is an adventurous, open-minded man. And maybe his sex drive won't be as high as mine, which is fine because the truth is I don't expect. There are not many people out there that have a sex drive like mine. And I have accepted that and I'm okay with it. Um, but uh, I... Just as I am saying here, I walk my talk. I need a partner who is open-minded, adventurous, and doesn't get his panties in a, a bunch if things, you know, if we hit a, a, a little um, hitch every once in a while, a little, little bump in the road with our sex life. We, we figure it out. We talk. Hey, guys. Talking is half the fun. So if you find yourself in a relationship that is unequal sexually, talk a lot. It's exciting. Talking is fun. Talking is sexy. Talking gets you hot. Um, so always talk. Always talk. You have a little problem? Talk. <laughs> when it comes to sex fantasy rules so uh don't be afraid to talk talking's good watch some porn talk about porn talk about adding others to your relationship even if you never will just talking about it is hot there's so much you can do it's 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 all about whether you want to or not do you want to is your partner worth keeping and working with are they worth it are they worth it? That, that is the question. 
And that's what you need to do, Mark. And Mark, I want you to email me and let me know if you heard this and if you um, are going to take my advice. Because I want to know how it goes. I'm going to email you right now and tell you that I made this podcast for you. So hopefully I'll hear from you soon. All right, guys. Um, Hey, as usual, I'm going to remind you that I do have a Patreon. And I owe you a bedtime story, which I will be doing probably tomorrow. So I'll probably do two this week. And uh, yeah. I will I will do that and it will be on my Patreon. My Patreon is $1 a month. And there are other things that you will get, other perks that you get. You'll hear certain certain um audios over there that you won't hear anywhere else. You will probably get some pictures that you won't get anywhere else. And there are going to be drawings for you guys over there on my Patreon that will not be anywhere else. Not on my OnlyFans, not anywhere. It's special for my Patreon because these are things that I've tried to do with my OnlyFans and it just didn't go over well, but I seem to be having a little bit better success with Patreon, so I'm going to keep um, giving you guys a drawing once a month. This month's drawing, you need to go over to my Patreon to find out about it. I will just say this, it has to do with a pair of my panties. So head over to my Patreon, the link is in my bio. The link is in this, um, the description of this podcast episode. Uh, and as I said, it's only a dollar. All right, guys, I'm going to go now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.